a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If money affects your life in any way, Money Making Sense will talk about it. Be financially healthy, wealthy, and wise. Here's your host, Heather Kelly. Welcome to Money Making Sense, the show that talks about all things money. Today, we're talking about the Inflation Reduction Bill and its effect on seniors or possible effect on senior citizens. Joining me today is Bill Sweeney. He is the Senior Vice President of Government Affairs at AARP. Welcome to the show, Bill. Hi, Heather. Thank you for having me. All right. So this is the big bill that President Biden just signed into law, and they phrased it to make us all believe that this is going to help reduce inflation, which we're all suffering under at the moment. But there are some portions of the bill that are targeted directly at senior citizens. So my first question is, will it really help seniors? Well, Heather, absolutely it will help seniors. And this has been a fight that we have been in for almost two decades now. Sometimes larger fight to lower drug prices has been going on for 60 years. But the specific fight here to let Medicare use its buying power to negotiate for lower drug prices has been almost 20 years in the making since the Medicare Part D program was created in 2003. And when it that happened, one of the things they put in the law was a prohibition on Medicare using its buying power to negotiate for lower drug prices. And so whatever price the pharmaceutical company wants to set, the the Medicare program just pays. So it doesn't matter what, what the dollar amount is, what the price tag is, Medicare pays it. And that's created this really perverse incentive for the drug companies to raise their prices as fast as they can, as high as they can, um, without any any way for it to stop. And so this law finally allows Medicare to negotiate lower drug prices. It's the same thing that Costco or Sam's Club do to get the best price for their customers. Uh, Medicare can now do that on behalf of the 48 million Americans who have Medicare Part D plans. They're going to be able to finally now get lower prices for those prescription medication. Does that mean that these drug prices will only come down for people who are on Medicare and then everybody else who is not on Medicare, they're going to see the drug prices go up because (laughs) pharmaceutical companies like to figure out where they can pick up what they're losing somewhere else? Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. And there there is another provision in the law that is going to help rein that in as well. So they've thought about all these things and tried to close these loopholes along the way. So another big provision, and this took effect the minute the law was signed, is to penalize drug companies when they raise their prices faster than the rate of inflation. And this is gets to that inflation point that you, you raised earlier. Um, for seniors, especially on Medicare, you know, the average senior takes four to five prescription drugs and their median income is $30,000. So they can't afford these out-of-control increases. But drug prices have been going up two, three, sometimes four times faster than inflation year after year after year after year. And we did some math and went back and looked at what would consumer prices look like if they were rising at the same rate as prescription drugs. And if they were, 
milk would cost $13 a gallon and gas would cost $12.20 a gallon. So that's how angry seniors have been in this country about the out-of-control price increases that they've been paying at the pharmacy counter. Because just think about what it would be like if that's what we were paying for gas or groceries. So um, I think that this is a really important, that is an important provision that will help drive down the costs, not only in Medicare, but also in the private market, because it's based on an average cost of what what the medicine costs across the marketplace. So both in the private sector and in Medicare. So that provision, and it's very complicated and technical, but will have that spillover effect to try to also help control some of those prices in the private market too. Does this mean that the current price of medications are going to start coming down or that they just won't be going up anymore from here? So both. I think not only are they going to be held at a level of inflation going forward, but for those drugs that get negotiated, the prices are going to come way down. Uh, in fact, so far down that the Congressional Budget Office, when they looked at this bill and analyzed how what it would do, they found that just the part of the bill that does the Medicare negotiation will save taxpayers $100 billion over 10 years. That's how much we've been overpaying for drugs, and that's how much we're going to save going forward. And that's just the taxpayer side. People on Medicare are paying their co-pays and their co-insurance on the front end. So it's hard to calculate, but we know that it will be billions and billions of dollars that people will save once that goes into effect. In addition, there's other provisions in the bill that cap out-of-pocket costs. And so for people on Medicare, if you are taking insulin to control diabetes, and there's 3.3 million people in this country who do that, starting in January, your costs for insulin will be capped at $35 a month. And some of these folks have been paying hundreds of dollars for insulin. They've been forced to ration it or to stretch it out at cost to their lives. I mean, it, if you don't take insulin, you die, right? That, right. If, you, if you need it, that's, that's what, what happens. And so people have been stretching it out. They've been trying to ration it. And, and people have, have lost their lives because of it. So this is going to really save them a, a ton of money. That starts right away in, in January. So I think some of these provisions in the bill, they, not everything can take effect right away, but the pieces that do are going to really have a, a life-changing impact for those folks who will benefit. The insulin is a big one, and our governments have been talking for years now to get a cap on that. But is that the only medication that will have a cap for out-of-pocket expenses? Because if you're on Medicare, there's already a cap on how much you can spend out-of-pocket on medications. So is this cap lowering for people, or what's going on? So there's not really. I mean, right now in Medicare, you have to pay... There's some different levels, and it's quite complicated. But if you're on a Medicare Part D plan uh, or a prescription drug plan, um, you have these different layers of coverage. And throughout the whole process, there is when you hit a certain level, you end up having to pay some percentage of that. And it's not necessarily a very big percentage, but it can cost a ton of money out of pocket. And so there's always cost sharing throughout the Medicare Part D plans. That's going to change as a, as a result of this law. There's now going to be a hard cap of $2,000. So uh, you're going to be in the sort of what's called the normal coverage phase until you get to $2,000 out of pocket. And then when you hit $2,000 out of pocket, you're done. You don't pay anything more for the rest of the year. And that is going to be a real uh, profound change because we've been hearing from people all across the country who have diseases like Parkinson's disease or cancer, 
they're paying sometimes $3,000 a month, uh, up to $10,000, $15,000 a year for cancer treatments. And this is going to be really beneficial to them. They're going to have real peace of mind that if you do get one of those diagnoses from your, your doctor, you're not going to go bankrupt trying to stay healthy. Yeah, my mother is on at le- a minimum of four different medications that I'm aware of. And one of them alone costs her $250 a month. So by month eight, she <laughs> will not have to pay any more for that drug. Now, is that that $2,000 cap, is that for all medications or like total or is that per medication? That's for all your medications in a year. So um, it, depending on what the other costs are, she might hit that even sooner. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Okay. We're liking that. I'm, <laughs> I'm liking that. Now, my other question, I know we're talking mostly towards seniors because they're on Medicare, but mm-hmm. do any of these caps or reductions happen for people who are not on Medicare? Because you can have seniors that just never signed up. Yeah. So no, this is just the provisions in the bill are just focused on the Medicare population. You know, people who have private insurance, private insurance plans already negotiate with drug prices and, and often have already lower lower costs. And so one of the things that people sometimes are surprised by when they when they get to the Medicare age to find that they are paying all these out-of-pocket costs uh, because of the the system that's been created. So I think that once this, you know, law is fully implemented, I do think it's going to create a, a lot, you know, a fairer system where people on Medicare are, are paying, you know, a much lower rate, similar to what people who have, you know, good employer plans are paying as well. I love that. We're all aging. We're all going to get there at some point. So this is a good thing. But I do worry for those of us who are not on Medicare yet that we will be picking up more costs, even though I know you said it's the, the bill has thought about that. Mm-hmm. You know, Companies, not just pharmaceutical companies, but all companies are really good at finding the smallest loophole that they can squeeze through and raise prices for the rest of us. Well, that's why ARP is going to be laser focused over the next couple of months on the implementation phase of this law, right? So now that it's been signed into law, now they have to put it into effect. And we want to make sure that there aren't those loopholes that people aren't able to game the system to figure out ways to get around these provisions because it is really important that we start to lower these prices. And I would also just say, because I, I, I've heard the concern, right? Well, what if they just shift it to us in the private sector? But I got to say, the truth is they've already been shifting the costs. <laughs> these These costs are already being paid by all of us who pay taxes in this country. And that's one of the things that in this bill, when they add up all the pieces on prescription drugs, it's going to save taxpayers $300 billion over the next 10 years. And that's a lot of money, even in Washington. So that's money that our tax dollars are going to, uh, that that will not, our tax dollars will not (laughs) continue to going to to subsidize drug companies, uh, who we already subsidize with research and development dollars and other things as well. So that's going to be more money that can be used somewhere else or Frank, frankly, as they said in this bill, they'll be using it to pay down the deficit, which I think is good news for most of us. Okay, so where can seniors go to get more information on this, especially ones that are just this year getting to sign up for Medicare? So we have a ton of resources on our website, aarp.org rx, and we have timelines and background materials and information about the new law, uh, about ways that this law will help save seniors money. And so I encourage people to go check it out and um, see for themselves how they will benefit from this from this new law. 
Great, great. Thank you so much, Bill Sweeney. Again, you are the Senior Vice President of Government Affairs at AARP, and you've helped to give us a better understanding of how the Inflation Reduction Bill will help senior citizens pay less on their medications. Thank you, Heather. I appreciate being here. Thanks for listening. You can email me with any questions or topics you want to hear about at hkelly at ksl.com. That's h-k-e-l-l-y at ksl.com. And because this is Money Making Sense, you can subscribe for free on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, and you'll never miss another episode. Thanks for being a Money Making Sense listener. Follow your common sense on the social media. Money Making Sense on Facebook. Twitter, and Instagram. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.